0: Now, despite popular belief, losing weight on a budget is completely doable, and eating healthy on a regular basis doesn't have to cost significantly more. Some research shows that the healthiest diet patterns cost only about $1.50 more per day than the least healthy diet habits. That adds up to about $40 extra per month, an amount that you can easily save in other areas like meal prepping, which we'll talk about in a little bit, and making coffee at home. That said, there's still a number of, you know, smart budgeting and creative hacks that will really help you to stretch your dollar even further. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow. I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, author, and mind-body coach. And several years ago, I self-hacked my mind and my body to lose 30 pounds. Each week, not only will you learn nutrition and weight loss habits, you'll also learn how to address the destructive habits and negative self-talk that lead to overeating and battles with your weight. The secret to losing weight and keeping it off is not only about what you put in your stomach, it's also about what's going on in your brain. So congratulations on showing up. I promise to support you on your journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Welcome to the Mind Your Body show. This is culinary nutritionist and mind-body coach, Trudy Stone, and I'm so grateful for you tuning in today. Today, I'm talking about how to lose weight on a budget. Food costs are always on people's minds, and Americans spend more on food than on almost any other line item in the household budget. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, nationally, Americans spend almost $8,000 per year on groceries and eating out. For rural and suburban consumers, it's their third highest expense after housing and transportation. That accounts for about 10% of the annual household budget. Urban residents spend more on food than anything aside from housing. For those in the UK, those food costs are even higher at about 16% of the annual household budget. It may not be the highest portion of your budget, but it certainly is an important one. However, given how the COVID-19 pandemic is affecting the global economy, we should all expect that food costs will go up, way up in years to come. From farm to retail, the food industry is seeing production costs skyrocket. Labor costs are going up as companies are trying to rotate personnel so they can physically distance them from one another. And the cost of equipment and specialized machinery are also going up. And I'm sure we're going to start seeing some antivirus food packaging soon and other measures to reassure nervous consumers. Again, all of these things are more costly. So how does this all factor in if you're trying to lose weight in a budget? Well, that's what today's episode is all about. Even if you're not trying to lose weight, you may want to listen up as these tips will still help you to cut money on your grocery bill while staying on top of your health goals. Now, despite popular belief, losing weight on a budget is completely doable, and eating healthy on a regular basis doesn't have to cost significantly more. Some research shows that the healthiest diet patterns cost only about $1.50 more per day than the least healthy diet habits. That adds up to about $40 extra per month, an amount that you can easily save in other areas, like meal prepping, which we'll talk about in a little bit, and making coffee at home. That said, there's still a number of smart budgeting and creative hacks that will really help you to stretch your dollar even further. Now, before you even get started, it's important to map out your weight loss strategy and developing a sound weight loss strategy is something that I work with my one on one clients with. Some of you have even emailed me to ask whether or not I work with people one on one. And the answer is yes at the time of this recording anyways, but that could change. So if you're interested in seeing what it would look like to work together, the best thing you can do is just jump on my website, hit coaching, which you can find at the bottom of the homepage, and just book a time on my calendar. And for a limited time, I'm also offering special rates for COVID. All right, so let's talk about how to lose weight on a budget. Number one, you gotta know your budget. First of all, you have to know what you're working with. And that starts with knowing your budget. Before you begin to plan your menu and your shopping list, you need to know how much money you have for food each week. Keep track of how much you spend on food, both on groceries and eating out, so that you know where your food dollars are going. You can monitor your spending by reviewing your receipts over the course of several months. This will also help you to choose recipes and snacks that fall within your budget. There are also apps and books and other resources that can help you track your expenses, and that will also give you even more information about budgeting. Do your homework, but some of the best apps that I've seen that are out there are you know, Mint, Pocket Guard, and YNAB, which stands for You Need a Budget. But again, do your homework here and finding the best app that works for you. I don't get any affiliate payouts on any of those apps. I don't think it's anything like that. I just did some poking around before recording this episode, and those are the, some of the top ones that came up. So again, do your research there. Tip number two on how to lose weight on a budget is to identify your goals. And I actually think I'm gonna invite a special guest expert to the podcast very soon to talk about weight loss goals specifically that can help to accelerate your weight loss. But first things first, spend some time brainstorming your specific weight loss intentions, whether it's exercising three times a week or eating more vegetables at every meal. Having a clear idea of what's necessary to carry out your weight loss goals will help you to stay on track and effectively determine where to allocate your spending money. For example, if you know that you need someone to hold you accountable with exercise, you may want to invest in a personal trainer. Or if you know that you need some accountability with following through on your healthy eating habits because you can't do it alone due to lack of willpower or motivation, then you may want to consider investing in a health coach. I also want to say something really quick about that because many people, especially women, think that receiving health coaching is a luxury. And I would argue that there's no shame in asking for help. As Les Brown said, ask for help, not because you're weak, but because you want to remain strong. Or maybe in your case, get stronger. Every successful person in entertainment, business, sports, politics, you name it, have had coaches. Oprah Winfrey had a coach. Halle Berry has a coach. Barack Obama had a coach. Even Oscar winners like Leonardo DiCaprio have coaches. Even myself, I have a coach as well. Now, none of these people got to where they are on their own. They realized that they would get more out of themselves and reach their goals if they had the advice, support, and accountability of a coach. So again, health coaching is not a luxury, especially if you're struggling. It's an investment in yourself to go from feeling tired, overweight and overwhelmed and confused and frustrated to feeling and looking like a million bucks. So, again, having a clear idea of what's necessary to carry out your weight loss goals will help you to stay on track and effectively determine where to allocate your spending money. So take some time to think about that. Tip number three is to make a grocery shopping list, make a list and check it twice. Santa shouldn't be the only one doing this. So never, ever go to the grocery store again without a list. If you do, don't say I didn't warn you, okay? Why test your willpower unnecessarily anyways? So instead of aimlessly wandering through the grocery store with only a vague idea of what you might want to buy, go there prepared. Also, you may be more prone to impulse purchases for unhealthy items without a list, And let's not even talk about going to the grocery store when you're hungry. That is just like a recipe for disaster. Been there, done that, my grocery bill reflected that in the amount of money i spent on things that I probably shouldn't have been buying anyways, but that's another story for another episode. So once you know what you plan to eat for the week, even if it's just a rough outline, then you can start to wisely plan your shopping list. And a good shopping list will help you stick to your budget and your healthy meal plan. You can even build your grocery list based on what's on sale. I love this. This is a ninja tip. And in fact, I do this myself sometimes. So you can use grocery shopping apps and flyers for this. So if you're in Canada, my favorite one is called Flip. So it has all the flyers for all the different local grocery stores. And you can even search by item. So let's say that you wanted to make some turkey burgers. Okay, go to the app. You search ground turkey to see if it's on sale anywhere. Some grocery stores even price match. So if you go to a grocery store that has an item that you need, but it's not on sale, you can just present the app with a flyer for a competing grocery store that has that item on sale, and they may price match it for you. Now, not all grocery stores are going to do this, but some actually do. And hey, there's no shame in the saving money game, boo. So do what you need to do. Tip number four is to stock up on simple, healthy staples. Okay, so although I love some of these foods that I'm about to throw under the bus, you don't need fancy foods like miso, chia seeds, coconut yogurt or organic avocados to lose weight. Keep it simple and stock up on some basic veggies, fruit, lean protein, canned beans, nuts, seeds and whole grains that you can mix and match to make a variety of meals. In fact, in my weight loss coaching program, Mind Your Body, one of the bonuses I included for my students was a list of the top eight budget-friendly weight loss foods. For example, adding spices to your meals is an easy way to transfer meals from blah to delicious while speeding up weight loss. Cinnamon, for example, lowers blood sugar and prevents sugar spikes and crashes. So you can sprinkle some cinnamon on sweet potatoes. Yum. Yum. In your chocolate smoothie or in your blueberry smoothie, love adding it to my blueberry smoothie, or in your oats. Cumin, okay? Cumin is another one of my favorite spices. It's perfect for adding to stews, roasted veggies, and seafood. Cumin helps your cells to respond to insulin and glucose, which keeps your blood sugar stable, the name of the game when it comes to losing weight. One small study of 72 overweight subjects demonstrated that adding cumin and a little lime to a weight loss routine accelerated weight loss significantly. All right, so let's rewind real quick to organic and let's talk about purchasing organic. Now, I know some nutritionists will tell you that all the produce that you eat needs to be organic, but that's a lie. And it's also very expensive. So here's how to save money if you want to purchase organic produce. Start by swapping out foods that have the highest pesticide residue for organic instead. How do you find out what those foods are? Well, each year the Environmental Working Group produces a list called the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15. You can kind of think about this kind of like the Oscars of produce. <laughs> so, the Dirty Dozen are the 12 that have the most pesticide residue, so you definitely want to buy those organic. The Clean 15 are those that are okay to buy conventional or non-organic. So use this list to save money while buying organic. It will help you to focus in on those highest offenders and also removes some of the confusion about what to buy organic. I'll drop a link in the show notes so that you can check out where you can find that list. Belly fat is a common struggle for people looking to lose weight, and it can also be harmful to your health. This type of fat is called visceral fat and is a major risk factor for heart disease, type 2 diabetes, and other serious conditions. It can be tough to lose, but not impossible. Learn how you can burn belly fat and make it easier with my free guide, Seven Ways to Melt Your Muffin Top Fast, Backed by Science. You can find it over at TrudyEstone.com. I'll also drop a link in the show notes so you can grab it. Tip number five. For produce, you either want to buy seasonal produce or you want to buy frozen. So just to continue on the produce conversation, tip number five is just to purchase seasonal or fro- frozen frozen, produce. <laughs> Let me tell you right now, I'm recording this in my office right now, which is can I say hella hot on my podcast? I'm saying it. it's hella hot in here. All right. I don't have AC in my house. So if I get tripped up on my words, and I'm not editing this out because I want you to know what's happening in my world, okay? Right now it's like I think uh 58 degrees where I live in Toronto. Um, no AC in my house, okay? And I'm in my office locked away, and like sweat beads are rolling down my back to the floor. Picture that visual. <laughs> all right, I digress. Where, where are we? Okay, so for produce, all right? We're talking about. Tip number five. So you either want to buy seasonal produce, right, or you want to buy frozen produce. Here's why. Produce that's in season is not only more fresh and nutritious, it's also more economical. But if you want produce that's not local or not in season, let's say maybe strawberries in January or Brussels sprouts in the summertime, go frozen. As a bonus, when you buy frozen, it's both budget friendly and diet friendly and is in ready to use form. Frozen produce also means less food waste because it won't spoil as quickly as fresh food does, right? Giving you more time to use it. So again, as a bonus, what's in season is in its peak of nutritional value and flavor. Eating natural whole foods in accordance with the change in seasons will actually help you to achieve nutritional balance throughout the year. Eating in-season foods will help your body to adjust to the changing climate and will also help your body to defend itself against illnesses that are typical at that time of the year. Say, for example, right now in the summertime, it's allergies. I know a lot of people are suffering from that right now. When you eat in season, you provide your body with more nutrients, okay? So again, it's summer at the time of this recording, so you know, cool and hydrate your body with cooling foods like cucumber, tomatoes, berries, and melon. Tip number six. Use budget-friendly sources of protein. So instead of meat, which can be expensive, look to more affordable sources of protein for your meals, like eggs, which can be used for dinner, by the way. Okay, I love doing a little dinner omelet, maybe with some asparagus in there, a little Parmesan cheese, right? So just think outside of the box sometimes when it comes to the foods that you eat. Uh, Chickpeas, lentils, and beans, those foods contain both protein and fiber, and this nutrient combo is especially satiating or satisfying. And additionally, chickpeas actually act as a natural appetite suppressant. Research has shown that chickpeas can actually control appetite and can lower your cravings for processed foods. In addition to beans, if you're a vegetarian, budget-friendly vegetarian sources of protein include things like, um, you know, uh, Greek yogurt, tofu. And going back to the organic thing, there's few foods that I like I'm very religious about purchasing organic. Tofu is definitely one of them. OK, so tofu, you definitely want to buy that one organic if you're eating that one, Um, because soy is a, is a genetically modified crop. It's probably one of the top genetically modified crops other than corn. So you want to make sure that you're getting um, a quality source of tofu. One off track there. <laughs> right. So if you're a vegetarian, in addition to, um, you know, beans and lentils, you can have things like quinoa. OK, so quinoa, teff, which is also a grain, just to name a few. To save even more money, you can grab some of these protein sources like quinoa and teff at your local bulk food store. So you're buying only what you need. And again, just check ahead of time to see what's on sale and maybe even build your meals around those items. So for ideas on how to incorporate more plant-based proteins into your meals, just check out my website, TrudyEstone.com. Tip number seven, and I know you've heard this one before, but I'm going to tell you again because it is that important. Tip number seven is to meal prep and cook at home. If you follow only one thing from this list on how to lose weight on a budget, make it this one. Preparing your own weight loss meals and snacks can do wonders for both your body and your bank account. Let's face it. Dining out regularly can get expensive, not to mention super challenging if you're trying to eat the proper portions and also cut back on processed foods. By cooking more at home, you'll have more control over your moolah and your waistline. To maximize your grocery budget and to save time, Try meal prepping nutritious foods for the week so that you always have something healthy at the ready. So, for example, if you cook a big batch of soup and maybe some whole grains like rice or quinoa and then chop up your veggies at the beginning of the week, all you'll need to do is just mix and match and then you'll have dinner on the table more quickly. So you don't always have to follow a recipe as well. You can also create parts of meals. Okay. And also when you're doing these big batches, make sure that you're freezing things too. Okay. So that you're not having to put in more work after you've spent a lot of time making these meals. Now, what you can do is you can select a meal prep day. A lot of people have Sundays as their meal prep day because it's the beginning of the week, okay? And then you can create parts of meals for easy mixing and matching later throughout the week. So again, it looks like creating like a big batch of quinoa, you know, some sort of protein. Maybe it could be like chicken that you roast in the oven, um, big batch of oats, or maybe a big batch of roasted veggies, and then just mix them, you know, together throughout the week with other meals. So you don't always have to follow like a recipe like line by line, right? Right. Um, You can also, you know, make a batch of fish as well. So if you do chicken or fish, you can probably keep it in the fridge for up to a few days. And then again, when you're ready to eat, you can just assemble a meal in minutes and you won't have to spend time each day making meals. Okay, so be easy on yourself. Tip number eight is to be creative with those leftovers. Now, food waste can add up to a lot of wasted money. So before you buy more groceries or, you know, call for takeout or do Uber Eats, Check your fridge and pantry and use up whatever you have left. Let's say you have, you know, leftover brown rice. Use it to like bulk up a soup or you can even freeze it. Yes, you can freeze rice and I do it all the time. What I do is I just place it in a Ziploc bag. I try to lay it as flat as I possibly can and then I'll throw it in the freezer. Uh, if I want to reheat it later, I can put it in a. What I'll do is I'll put it in a bowl. Uh, I'll just add like a little bit of water, let's say, to it. Maybe just like a, depending on how much rice you're reheating, but you add a little bit of water to it, and then you can just pop it in the microwave. You can do that, or you can just maybe just defrost it in your fridge or your countertop, whatever you want to do. Um, but I find when I add a little bit of water to it when I'm reheating it in the microwave, it actually ends up more fluffy in texture than if I don't do that. It's just a little tip there. Um, let's say you got some eggs, maybe you got some eggs, you got, you know, a quarter or half an onion hanging around and maybe an open can of beans. Make a scramble or a burrito or an omelet. If you have berries that are about to go bad, throw them in a shake or a smoothie or add them to a healthy dessert. I sometimes even add apples that are about to go bad to soups and sauces. Now, if you can't eat food that's about to expire, don't stress out about it. Just freeze it and enjoy it later on. But you probably still want to learn how to store your produce properly so that you can extend the life of produce and reduce food waste. So for example, for fresh herbs like parsley or cilantro that go bad pretty quickly, once you get home from the store, take them out of that produce bag, wrap them in paper towel or a cloth to absorb the moisture before you put them back in the fridge. I think I've added at least another week to my herbs by doing this. Um, You can use your vegetable peels, scraps and meat bones to make homemade stock, turn stale bread into breadcrumbs or croutons, use kale to make some homemade kale chips, which is also an excellent snack. You also want to make sure that you're storing your leftovers in a glass airtight container so that you can clearly see what's in there. And don't get me started on the plastic versus glass debate, but I just prefer using glass in my kitchen. I feel like it's safer. I don't have to worry about, you know, BPAs and all that stuff. Um, So I recommend like glass airtight containers. And the other thing that the other benefit with using the glass containers is that you can see exactly what's in there. When you have these like opaque plastic containers hanging out in your fridge, you don't know what's in there, right? You can't clearly see it. So again, we wanna make things easier on ourselves as much as possible when it comes to losing weight and just eating healthier overall. Also make sure that you label and date the containers. And you don't need to be fancy here. You don't need to run out and buy any fancy labels to date things, okay? And I see people doing things like this. All you need to do, go to the dollar store, get some masking tape and a marker, and you're done. Tip number nine, drink more water. But you already knew that, right? Well, here's why you might wanna actually listen this time. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, beverages contribute more sugar, calories, and artificial sweeteners to our diet than any other single consumable. People who prefer water over diet soft drinks or alcohol or other beverages with their meals are the same people who eat more fruits and veggies, less fast food, and exercise more than the typical American. Just think about it. A glass of orange juice at breakfast, a latte or a soda at lunch, wine with dinner, and you're up to almost 500 calories. That's a meal's worth of calories with like little nutrition. So I get it. Drinking water can be boring, which is why adding a few fruits and veggies to jazz things up will make you more likely to sip on it throughout the day. So these added vitamins and minerals in your fat-burning detox water will really help to flush out all of the toxins from your body. I actually have a delicious flat belly detox water recipe on my website. I call it Nature's Vitamin Water. And it really helps to shed belly fat, banish bloating, and eliminate toxins. So I'll drop a link in the show notes so you can grab that. But some of the ingredients I recommend that you add to your water are grapefruit. So all citrus fruits like lemons, limes, and grapefruits have powerful detoxing capabilities, but lemons and grapefruits trump all the others. They have a high water content, which makes them the perfect ally for flushing toxins and unwanted substances from your body. Grapefruits may also help your body to reduce fat. They also fill your body with vitamin C a key detoxing vitamin while nourishing your body with other key vitamins and minerals like iron, calcium, and magnesium. Ginger. Ginger will also help to fire up your metabolism and melt away belly fat. Ginger also helps to prevent overeating. It's one of the best ingredients for your fat burning detox water, mint. Mint gives you that refreshing taste and will also give the water a bit of sweetness without adding sugar while also helping to aid in digestion. Tip number 10 to lose weight on a budget is to eat fast food. And no, it's not what you think. By fast food, I mean drink a protein shake. A protein shake is one of my favorite ways to have a quick high protein meal replacement if I'm short on time. If you think buying a tub is not affordable, a tub of protein powder, it's actually about twice as affordable per serving than the lowest cost fast food. OK, so let's say maybe pizza. And I get it. I know what you're thinking. I can read your mind right now. Girl, a protein shake is not the same thing as a pizza. And I know that. But look, if you hate eating veggies, this can actually be a really simple way to get some of those nutrients that you may be missing out on without turning on your stove or calling for takeout. You don't even need to buy a full tub of it. You can even buy protein powder in the bulk store.